Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story which comes from Wife 2 from the Today I Messed Up subreddit. And before we do get into it, I just want to give you a warning that there is mentions of suicide within this post. So if you do want to skip the story, please feel free to do so. Timestamps are always down in the description and along the timeline below. Today, I messed up by accusing my boyfriend of cheating on me with his dead husband. Technically, my F up was on Friday, but I just found out about the sub. Throw away for clear reasons. My boyfriend, 32 male, and I, 31 female, have been dating for 8 months now. And he's honestly one of the best boyfriends I've had. He's super kind and considerate and has helped me through some dark moments I was going through when we met. We currently don't live together, but things have been going really well. We hardly fight, and if one of us has a problem, it's easy for me to feel like I can approach him. About a month ago, I thought I got a text from a friend of mine with a picture of my boyfriend eating ice cream with a woman I didn't recognize. It was supposed to be at work and my friend, she works in the same area as the ice cream store, saw him there instead. I'm a little bit of a paranoid person because of a previous partner had cheated on me before. So of course, the alarm bell started ringing immediately. I talked myself through it and decided it was most likely a friend and forgot about it. Fast forward to Friday. I got an early day from work, remote, and wanted to surprise my boyfriend at work and take him out during his lunch break. When I got to his office though, the receptionist said he was out of the office for a few days and wouldn't be back until Monday. I tried not to freak out, but I did a bit and drove to his place. He was there and let me in and it was just him. He told me he wasn't feeling too well and called out for a couple of days and he was sorry he forgot to tell me. I stayed over and we got takeout and eventually we both fell asleep on the couch. I woke up around 3am needing to use the washroom and saw his phone. And unfortunately, curiosity got the better of me. I knew his password by catching it a few times when he entered it. Not on purpose. His text messages seemed normal besides two conversations. One to the group chat with a bunch of people I didn't know and one to a man named Jay. Fake name. The group chat stood out because the people in it talked to my boyfriend as if they were family, inviting him to vacations and outings, etc. But I knew they weren't his family because I had met them before. One person in the chat named Kristen also talked about how much their ice cream date meant to her, so I assumed she was probably the woman from last month. The texts to Jay were sparse and one-sided, with my boyfriend sending random I love you and I miss you messages every now and then. I probably should have realized then what was happening, but the dumbass I am took it as him having a partner and me being the side piece. I woke him up immediately and showed him the phone, asking who the F Jay and these other people were. He looked so furious. I knew then and there I effed up real bad. 
He's usually very stoic and collected, but the moment he saw the unlocked phone, he got up and snatched it. He opened the photos app and pulled up a picture of him and a man together. This is Jay, my husband. He killed himself five years ago. He then explained to me that every year on Jay's birthday, their wedding anniversary and Jay's death anniversary, he and sometimes Jay's family members would do things Jay liked to do. On his birthday, which was last month, my boyfriend and Jay's older sister, Kristen, got ice cream at his favorite ice cream place. He had taken a few days off this week because this week was when he committed suicide and they all planned on visiting his grave. I had known my boyfriend was by, but I had zero idea about Jay or his family. After he was done explaining everything, he calmly asked me to leave and to not contact him until he contacted me first. I love this man so much and I don't want to lose him. I just accused him of cheating on me with his late husband. I have no idea where to even go from here. Edit. I just want to make an edit to cover some things because getting back to everyone would take a long time. 1. Did I ask him about past relationships? No. Both of us met at a work event, both in graphic design and took things slow. Neither of us were even really looking for a relationship. It was clear to me from the beginning that he was a private person and wasn't big on discussing vulnerable past stuff and he never brought up the past either. I didn't think he'd have a whole deceased husband so I never really tried to dig into a past relationship he had. 2. I know looking through his phone was 100% wrong, there's no denying that. 3. I'm currently seeking out a therapist. 4. He's not reached out yet. Edit again, sorry if my grammar is weird, English is not my first language and I should have said that first. And we're going to start straight away in the comments with White Lama who says, Am I crazy in thinking that it's okay to ask the person you refer to as boyfriend slash girlfriend who the person they had ice cream with was? Like, if I was in this scenario, I'd just ask, Hey, my friend Becky saw you eating ice cream today with someone and I don't want to make some crazy assumption, so I'd just like to check if we're all good. Zed Distinction says, You started this off saying you felt very comfortable approaching him about things and instead of approaching him expressing how you felt when a friend saw him with a woman get an ice cream. You broke a major privacy boundary to someone you clearly know to be a very private person. Tara Paul says, I think it's weird to date someone that long and never once mention that you were previously married. Opie responds saying, I would normally, but he was very closed off at first in our relationship. He's a very private person and takes a little bit to open up about vulnerable topics. Sunday replies to that and says, Yes, you screwed up and breached his trust, but he also didn't tell you he had a husband. You both have a right to be angry. Address your insecurities and then address the fact that he never told you he was married. You've been dating for eight months. He should have told you by now. If he was honest from the beginning, you'd know who that woman is. It sounds like you both need therapy. Jealous Bed says, As other people have said, you definitely owe him a sincere and heartfelt apology for going through his phone. At the same time, it strikes me as odd that he would keep such a massive part of his past history and current emotional life from you. Eight months isn't forever, but it seems like a long enough relationship to at least share this part of his history with you. It sounds like he is understandably still grieving, and if he contacts you again, perhaps this whole episode can be an opportunity for you to let him know that you are there for him to support him in his grief. And the final comment comes from No Junket1659, who says, Well, first of all, you should think about how you apologize to him when he contacts you. Until then, maybe think about getting therapy, not because your worries were unrealistic. 
I mean, with all things happening, I get that you were worried, but because being a bit paranoid of a person because of old experiences isn't good when you want to have a trusting relationship. You didn't know all these infos and it was looking suspicious, but the next time you should just speak to your partner when you feel uncomfortable. It's not like you asked your friend to spy on him and, and such a picture will give everyone a bad feeling. You just handled it bad. I hope for you that he will understand why you did those things and I hope for him that you will work on yourself so something like this won't happen again. Good luck. So OP does give us an update which says, hello, sorry for the lack of answers for the last few days. Anyway, here it is. We haven't broken up. He called me about two days after I made my initial post, ready to talk. I brought up some of the points a few people had about it being a little unfair that he kept the knowledge of his late husband from me after so long and he agreed. He admitted that he was just scared that by telling me that he was forgetting Jay. He acknowledged that it was an unhealthy way of thinking about it and that he didn't mean to make it seem like he didn't care. Of course, Zaya also apologized a million times for snooping through his phone and not coming to him earlier about seeing him with Jay's sister when it happened. We both agreed we had started this relationship too fast, especially for people who both weren't looking for something serious initially. We talked for hours over the phone before meeting at his place, talked some more, talked about what we want from this relationship and decided, for now at least, to try and make things work. We're both deeply broken people and we thought that with honesty going forward, we could support and help each other heal. Thank you for all your responses, even the not so kind ones. It really helped me open my eyes and think, as well as pushed me to get a therapist. And in that update where it says we're both deeply broken people, that hit me that did. And and whether it's going to work out or not for this couple is difficult. It's just hard to predict, isn't it? I kind of find it hard to imagine with everything that's been explained in this post. But at the same time, I really do wish them the best. And I hope that they do communicate going forward and share their thoughts and feelings with one another so it doesn't get to a point where this kind of thing happens again to them. So good luck moving forward. But now what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Purple Indian Frog 379 from the True Off My Chest subreddit and says, I'm planning on abandoning my family as soon as I turn 18. My family sucks. I, 17 male, turn 18 in two weeks and I'm getting the F out of here as soon as the clock strikes midnight. My parents have an extreme bias towards my younger brothers, 16 and 15 male. It's been like this forever and I have no idea why. I've always been the one who had to do all the chores in the house. I also have always been forced to play every single sport I possibly could to the point where my schedule was packed 365 days a year. My father told me it would teach me to be a real man. But my brothers never had to do any of that crap. They are both fat lazy Fs who sit around and play video games all day and night. They miss school at least 30% of the year and are constantly spoiled rotten by my parents. They already have thousands of dollars from birthdays, Christmas and other holidays. As soon as I turned 12, I was told I would no longer ever be receiving any gifts from my parents other than bare essentials. I was told I had to pay for my phone and any other expenses I wanted to own and to never ask for anything. I wasn't able to own a phone or anything really special for myself until I was 16 because I couldn't find any actual jobs that paid good money. 
My parents also expect me to take care of my younger brothers when I'm an adult. My younger brothers have both decided they will not be going to college and do not plan on working a day in their lives. My father told me, we kept you alive, you owe it to us. F you. I'm leaving a nasty letter on the table when I leave and changing my phone number, emails and everything. They will never be able to contact me no matter how hard they try. I know my younger brothers are going to be screwed for life since they have zero experience on how to survive in the real world, but I don't care. That's my parents' burden now. I hope they go broke from having to fund my brother's lifestyles and I hope they lose everything. I have no sympathy for these people and I will never feel bad no matter what happens to them. The only thing I owe to my parents is the fact that because of the crappy treatment over the years, I'm well capable of surviving on my own in the world. I'll be going to college to study finance in Virginia. They have no idea I've been accepted to any college, never even asked. And I'm also very physically fit due to playing six sports a year. However, the trauma will never go away. They took away my entire childhood and I will never forgive them for it. They can go F themselves. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com And I won't read the comments on this one because it's just a lot of speculation as to the reason why. Why they're doing this to OP, basically why he's been the one who's been singled out like this. And then a lot of support for OP as well. Do you know, tell him to get all his paperwork in order, all that sort of stuff. The usual things that you see in these kind of posts. So then OP does come back into update and says, I'm happy to report that I'm officially gone. So the last two weeks after I made this post have been crazy stressful, but I'll sum them up here. I changed my number a few days ago by calling my SIM card provider. And I went and got a copy of my birth certificate since I don't know where my actual birth certificate was. I couldn't just ask my parents. And also I made sure to check that my bank account was secure and not shared with my parents. I purchased a plane ticket last week to fly to Dulles International Airport in Virginia, just outside of where I'll be attending college in Fairfax. Finally, I called one of my cousins who I'm very close with and asked him to please pick me up around 12.30am last night. He agreed with my decision to leave and told me he was proud of me for taking actions to improve my life. I packed up my stuff after everyone had gone to sleep and waited. I decided to keep my note to my family short and sweet. All I wrote down was I was moving to go to a college in California, lol, and that was never coming back. So last night, my cousin picked me up. We went to the police station where I gave them my proper identification and informed them that I'm not missing and I'm leaving on my own accord now that I'm 18. They told me that they're keeping in mind and will watch out for that potential call in the next few days. 
I got a few hours of sleep at my cousin's and then flew out of New Orleans International at 6 a.m. I'm now sitting in my college dorm 950 miles away from home and I've never been happier in my life. I can't wait to meet new people and finally enjoy my youth. Thank you to everyone who gave me great advice on here and commented their support. I didn't expect this post to take off like it did, but I'm happy my story has affected so many. I'll update again in a few weeks. Second update. Damn, this post took off again these past two days. My phone has been blowing up with demands for an update, so I shall deliver. Life has been good. I've been in contact with a cousin who helped me and also a few other family members from back home. He said that my mother came to their house the day after I left to talk to my aunt about me leaving. She cried and gave my aunt this whole sob story about how she can't believe I would abandon them. And my aunt told her maybe she shouldn't have treated me so wrongly throughout my whole life, which caused a huge fight and ended with my mum being thrown out of their house. So it seems me leaving has caused pretty much the uproar I imagined. I've been doing well, met plenty of new people and made friends via classes and dorm neighbours. I'm in a better mental state than I've been in a very long time. I feel so relieved and it just feels like a huge weight is lifted off my shoulders. I feel so good coming on here and reading all the support and positive comments I'm receiving. I'm really grateful for this community. I'll continue posting updates in the weeks to come. Thanks for everything, everyone. OP's next update came four months later and says, as promised, I'm here for another update. I waited a long time in between updates to really let my life unfold so I could fill you guys in on a lot. Things have been great. I went back into my hometown for Thanksgiving and Christmas to spend time with my aunts, uncles and cousins. Literal blocks away from my parents' house, but they're not welcome at those events anymore so I wasn't worried. They still don't know where I am or what I'm up to and have apparently given up on trying, which I'm perfectly happy about. College has been great. Made lots of new friends and have been keeping the grades up. 3.9 GPA. I love my new life, honestly. I never went to therapy or anything despite numerous suggestions from some of you, but I feel like I've done well enough without it. I've learned in these months how resilient I really am. I got two jobs on the side at different restaurants in the town around campus. Mostly dishwashing and working on salads, simple stuff, but I'm making enough side cash to provide for myself. Since I got a free ride to JMU, I didn't have to worry about a college savings account or anything. So that's a huge plus. Thanks for all the continued support and comments over the last few months while I've been silent. Hope you guys enjoy the update. I'll be back someday. Much love. And I've got to say, I was just blown away by the strength of OP in this particular story. I've, I've never personally went through anything like that in my life. So at the ages of 17 or 18, dealing with the amount of you know, that kind of responsibility of getting yourself out of the house, you know, providing for yourself and all this kind of thing. Looking at your own colleges, your own future. Hell, I didn't know what the hell I was going to be doing at 17 or 18. Uh, that's probably just me. But so for the amount that OP has gone through, what they've gone through in their life, and then to, to come out with it with this somewhat, you know, positive attitude about their future and really enjoying their life is just, you know, really refreshing to see. But what do you guys make of this situation let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to one more story and this next story comes from the compliment fairy who says am i the a-hole for removing my daughter's bedroom door because she won't stop slamming it 
I-40 female have three kids, Maggie 14 female, Levi 12 male, and Charlie 10 male. Not their real names. Levi and Charlie share a bedroom and Maggie has her own room as the oldest and also only girl. Maggie is a great kid. She does her homework, helps with chores without too much complaint, doesn't bug her little brothers too much. Issue is, is that she will not stop slamming her bedroom door. When she gets up to use the bathroom at night, she slams her bedroom door on her way out and back in. When she gets up in the morning or goes to bed at night, she slams it. Pretty much any time she enters or exits her room, the door gets slammed. And it's only her door. None of the other doors in the house. It shakes the walls and, and frequently wakes up everyone else in the house. Her brother's room shares a wall with hers and our bedroom is directly above theirs. We talked to her about it and asked her very politely to please be more mindful about it because it's disturbing the rest of us. But it's in one ear and out the other. We tried being more forceful about it, saying that if she continues to slam the door, there will start to be consequences. Still, nothing changes. It all came to a head the other night when she got up to use the bathroom and all four of us were woken up by the slamming. I have to be up at 5am for work and I've had enough of the broken sleep and came downstairs and knocked on her door. She opened it and said, what? With such an attitude, it took a lot of self-control not to start yelling. I told her as calmly as I could that if she slammed that door one more time, she was going to come home and find it gone. She proceeded to yell at me and to leave her alone and then slammed it five times as hard as she could. Well, the next day, Friday, she went to school and my husband and I both had the day off, so we took the door off the frame and installed a curtain rod with a nice heavy curtain over the door instead. She came home and freaked the F out, said we were being emotionally abusive and taking away a right to privacy. She sulked all weekend and won't talk to us now. My mother says I'm the a-hole because I overreacted, but she doesn't have to deal with the house shaking. I want to add that we completely respect each other's privacy in our house, which is why we hung up a heavy curtain and made sure that we couldn't see through it or around it. We even put Velcro pieces on the walls and curtain sides so it stays in place. She still has her physical privacy, which she is absolutely entitled to, but can't slam a piece of fabric. We also have never, and still don't, just go into her room unannounced and still knock on the wall to ask her permission to enter. We've told her we'll happily put a door back on when she agrees to respect the no slamming rule. So, am I the a-hole? Edit to add, one, the curtain is an industrial type that blocks sound and light. Two, the curtain is only meant to be a temporary measure. As soon as she agrees to stop slamming and be respectful of the shared space, we'll put it right back on. 3. The door isn't broken or malfunctioning in any way. There is no draft causing it to swing shut. Now, I'll cover a bunch of the comments in one thing. There's a lot of people concerned saying you're the a-hole because of, you know, the fire safety element of this. But Express Afternoon says not the a-hole. Interrupting everyone's sleep is unacceptable. You gave her plenty of opportunities to change her door slamming behavior and she didn't do it. Let her sulk it out for a set amount of time. Let her know this amount, one week, three days, whatever you choose, then return the door conditionally for a trial. If she can refrain from slamming it, she can keep it. If not, the door gets taken off again for even more time. Rinse and repeat until she no longer slams. Dragonfire Lettuce is not the a-hole. That's what I call checkmate. You're teaching your kid a valuable lesson actions have consequences and she's even able to reverse this decision if she agrees to not slam which for some reason she won't agree to it yes the curtain was a great touch Bullstring string says this might be controversial 
But since you've replaced it with a fabric alternative, I'm going with not the a-hole. I do agree with what will no doubt be many comments about the importance of privacy, but I do feel like this argument is satisfied with the use of the curtain. I will say though, that this should only be a temporary measure. She should also get a door back in the not too distant future. Also, the second your sons or their friends start to try and enter her room uninvited, then the door goes back on and you need to figure out a better solution. Opie responded saying it's absolutely only intended to be a temporary measure to get our point across. As soon as she acknowledges that she's disturbing the rest of the family and agrees to stop slamming, it'll go right back on. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. And hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com